Hey, Sandy and Yannick. Hey. Hello. Have you guys heard of this new fangled thing called Discord? Discord? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's just like an internet telephone. Wait, the buttons on it or the one that, you know. It's called Yeah, Discord. the numpads, right? Oh, it'll make you numb. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for this one. I'll tell you, Discord is actually a place where you can chat with us. Yeah, that's right. The hosts of Pixels Weekly. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I have a question. Is it going to work on my smartphone? You better believe it, sister. You can do that through the app. Just go to pixelsweekly.com and click on the join link right on the homepage, and you can be chatting with us today. We'll see you there. Yay! July 16th, <laughs> 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Still not remembering the date. It's uh, okay. It doesn't matter. Well, actually, what happened was, you'll see on the stream, but uh, I accidentally played the theme song twice. <laughs> because, oh God, because why not? this camera. Because why not camera. twice? I'm just all... You're beautiful. I'm a mess. What? You're beautiful. I'm a mess, you guys. What is it? What is it? I don't know. I'm just a mess in my life, I think. What's happening? That's what how I live my life. Then? Is it too hot out? Is it like you have a hard time going through the summer? So it's currently, I'm glad you asked. It is currently 92 degrees in my apartment building. Mm-hmm. 92, oh, God, that's disgusting. But in, in, in the room you're in? In the room I'm in, it's 92 degrees. I Why can't live that like that. So? Because I don't have air conditioning. <laughs> Rip. And it is uh, 98 degrees outside. 98 degrees! Look at that! Beautiful. Yay! Like they the could band. Have rounded up. up my heart when <laughs> That's I the wrong band. So that usually, that usually <laughs> means that we have, to carry, we have to carry Ryan through this episode a little bit, because that's going to be a tough one. Carry me a little bit. How was, how was everybody's? It's been good. It was uh, Bastille Day, but it was also Arya's birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Arya! Happy birthday! Yeah, he's Arya. Uh, he's an old man. An old man. Well, yeah, you're not revealing his age here on this podcast. <laughs> you can hear him. You can hear him in the background. He's watching Eva right now, and Ooh. on his birthday, he sends me. That's when Eva Eva started on the 14th. At mm. least the pools did. Um, he sends me a link to the Razor Panthera uh, fights fighting stick. Oh yes, and he looks at it. Is that on sale? It did go on sale. It sold out. Oh, so I asked him. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, do you want it? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not gonna buy it right now. Smart. So I bought it. I sent him the email confirmation, and he's like, oh (gasps) my god, that's so nice. And I'm like, don't make it weird. (laughs) Don't make it weird. You're his his fiance. (laughs) And he's like, that's so nice. And then after get a little mushy. It's okay. After he got the uh, confirmation, that's when it sold out. And had I not bought it for him, he would have been really upset that he didn't mm. buy it because yeah, it sold true. out. It's true. Yeah, like, how was your week? What, what yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah, speaking of, <laughs> uh, if people are not are not familiar, because we're all like, Evo is happening. Evo. Evo is the, the fighting game community, big 
competitive tournament that happens in Las Vegas right now. And we're recording yeah. Sunday, and it's all the big finals are happening right now. It's prime time. It's Street yeah, Fighter so no going to watch still. us. That's the, yeah, that's, the <laughs> that's the thing. That plus Game of Thrones. Oh, man, you know. There we go. We can simulate a Game of Thrones episode for people. Aren't we? Are we? We're programming against Game of Thrones right now, right? We are. Everybody percent Okay. We should change the time because I stopped watching Game of Thrones. What? Well, there we go. Why? I don't. I don't know. I it didn't really catch me. <laughs> I didn't really I, get into dragons. <laughs> I've been watched it. And boobs. And then I got distracted. You know, There's a games. lot of butts, boobs, and dongs on that show, Sandy. Yeah, there are. There yesterday are. I had a... Uh, so, yeah, you asked me how my week was. Uh, yesterday we had a little celebration at our apartment for housewarming. And, and also combined mm-hmm. with um, my girlfriend's birthday. Uh, and one good Everyone's one good a cancer. And one good friend of ours was like, "Yeah, are you gonna go? Are, are we? Yeah, are you coming tomorrow to watch dra- Boots and Dragons?" I'm like, "Boobs and Boobs Dragons." I'm like, <laughs> "Boobs and Dragons." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I mean, I I have my podcast, but maybe I can make it." And she's like, "Yeah, 9 p.m. Bo- Boobs and Dragons, was Game of Thrones." I was like, "Oh my god, another." Yeah, one. we should figure out that. a way it, during Game of Thrones season two shift to accommodate. Shift. Yeah, Game of people Thrones. Can, shouldn't we? People can tune into yes, the stream, twitch.tv slash Pixels Weekly, and jump into their HBO Go or HBO Now. Because the thing is, is like, we, trust me, viewers, we would rather be watching Game of Thrones right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, doing this for you. Two-thirds. We're yeah. doing this for you. Uh, oh, I would on, be watching Sandy. Evo. Um, so yeah, let's let's kick it off. Yeah, if you haven't uh, guessed already, we're a weekly video game show. We come out every Wednesday on podcast, and we stream on Sunday evenings uh, to make you smile and to talk about video games. And today, maybe not so many video games. We'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, let's kick off with some news. What, what, do, what do you have? Yeah. The big well, thing this weekend has got to be esports. We had mm-hmm. DreamHack Valencia in Spain. You say unfortunately, and I say woohoo. A lot of time in front, <laughs> of, Twitch, in front of Twitch, indeed. And uh, Evolution, which is Evo in Vegas, which is the big fighting game yes. tournament. And the big thing this year is that Disney XD will be streaming the Smash Brothers Wii U finals on the channel. I know all about Disney XD. Yep, it's for kids who like. You know, fighting video games oh, technology. That's yeah, it's like extreme. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> is every is one channel is gonna pick up one fighting game that identified the most to their crowd, and because Street Fighter is already picked up by what? What is it? Is it gonna be oh, ESPN? Is it, what, is it ESPN? I, I thought it was um smart for ESPN. I, I thought it was one of those Fighter. cable company uh, cable channels that is like a a little bit more mainstream, and you don't see, but, I mean, I guess it's, I'm thinking about something else for another TBS game. Did TBS did the, in the, the E-League Invitational. Yes. But that's okay. something totally separate. That's Last separate. year, uh, ESPN2 did a whole thing on Street Fighter in the yeah. finals, and this year, they're also repeating that. Nice. So, so. It, it seems like something's working, and then probably Disney wants to do the same. That's interesting. That's fun. I feel yeah, contractually fun. obligated to say... The IGN show is coming to yeah. <laughs> Disney <laughs> XD. Well, so, they also uh, have a whole programming lineup 
just related to gaming and it's like DXP. So yeah. every night between like 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, it's just going to be gaming related content at Disney XD. That's fun. That's nice. I like that. Well, also, the thing I shouldn't, we probably never talked about it on the show. Do you guys have any sort of like gaming channels on cable, like massively available to people? We like, used to have G4. Yeah, and that that went the way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's uh, I think just because the audience that would follow gaming stuff on television is much more used to getting that information on the internet and prefers to get it on the internet. I got it. No, I understand. Uh, and that's, I think there's yeah. going to shift. And Twitch is certainly not helping having an, a cable channel only focus on gaming. But I know that in France, I mean, I've always, I grew up, well, I grew up after my 10, you know, after like in the last 15 years, I, I, I discovered satellite or like we started having cable in my home and I, and I kind of like browse through cable or satellite uh, knowing that there would always be a video game channel it was something always given in france and even they started really um buying a lot of um buying a lot of rights to have man- mangas um animes being like on the mm. on their channel at prime time so and then he quickly shifted from removing all the gaming news and all the 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 test the, the you know the testing um, shows uh, game testing shows for just for just animes all night every night and then you know replay and everything so it was it, it became kind of lame and but then now they have a I think there is like a channel that reopened that is much more focused onto gaming but um, it's relatively small but it's there and I was always surprised that I never really heard about anything like that in the U S yeah we I mean G four was I we. I would say it was around for five or six strong. It was around years. for a while, and then it went from being like, you know, here's like some tech stuff to like very broy to just kind of like yeah, it had battle bots I think for a while on it. <laughs> oh, which was um, that's a lot of fun. Like if I can make a robot to fight with another. Oh come robot, on! I mean, great. you didn't like uh, electronic playground. I remember. Uh, um, Tommy Tallarico and Victor Lucas doing a show called Versus, where they would both review games and kind of take opposite sides. Of one guy was always the "I hate this game," and the one guy was like "I love this game," and they kind of talked it out and duked it out over several titles. Um, yeah. And then there was uh, a show, Attack of the Show, which yes, actually that I remember. Uh, the host uh, Adam Carrera still does gaming content and. Some of his co-hosts, uh, for example, Adam Sessler has gone on and he does his own stuff. Morgan Webb also does her own stuff. And uh, you might know Olivia Munn. She was Psylocke in the latest X-Men movie. That's she, where she got her start. Yeah, she was an Attack of the Show <laughs> co-host, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think it's really cool, too. I mean, it make, it kind of makes sense for Disney to do this because they do own ESPN. Yeah. So getting the right to air something on one of their other channels is pretty easy. But it just means that big companies are taking like a heavy interest in gaming, how we consume gaming, how we consume yeah. esports. And it just reminds me of a of a funny line. I was watching a an interview with Robert Kraft and Jeff Wilpon and one of the executives at Blizzard. It's a good and start. 
It's a good start. Anytime Robert <laughs> Kraft's involved, I'm a happy boy. So they were, if you guys don't know, Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England greatest, Patriots. No, no, no. I'll fill in the blank. Greatest sports team ever created. Okay. <laughs> yes. So uh, she asked Robert Kraft, she's like, why did you decide to invest in the Overwatch League? And he's like, you know, less, less millennials and Generation Z kids come to sports traditional sports shows and we just want to give them something that they'll like very much in between the lines like i want their money and this seems like the easiest way to get their money Mm -hmm. so she asked jeff wilpom the same question and jeff wilpom uh he's a venture venture capitalist in new york and he's also one of the owners for the new york mets and when it's his turn to answer he's like Robert Kraft has a great uh, business mind for sports. So since he thought it was a good idea, I said, why not? And that's pretty (laughs) much what I, that's what I heard. It's not what he said, but that is what I heard. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. The Pats are doing great. The Mets aren't. Let me see if I can jump on this bandwagon. Yeah, but you know what? The... The Robert Kraft is also, I think, the owner of the New England Revolution, which is a New England soccer team. And they went from nothing slash relative obscurity to at least making a name for themselves in the area. Um, so we'll see how much their esports efforts go on. But well, I know we we ventured pretty far away from Evo at this point. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Evo. <laughs> Evo. Do you have any, yeah. Tell us about I, Evo. I'm like, Evo, I do have, Evo's been really uh, exciting, really competitive. The games are so quick to watch. It, it can go by really quickly. Yeah. Uh, today, the finals will be for Smash 4, which is Smash for the Wii U, and for Street Fighter V, so that would be the big televised event. Uh, however, we have a new character that was announced during the Marvel vs. Capcom finals. Oh, and that is Jetta. Uh And Jetta comes from one of the Capcom games, Dark Stalkers. This isn't a game I'm familiar with. Yeah, I haven't thought about Dark Stalkers in a while. People were losing their minds. Uh, It's an exhibition match, so they're just showing off the new new Marvel vs. Capcom game, and everyone's like, oh yeah, this looks great. Then this mystery character comes up. Someone picks it. It's Jetta, and everyone's like, oh. I gotta watch Devon. You make me want to watch Devon. Isn't it smart? I mean, it's smart. I'm surprised. It's like the the best. um, It's the main stage for the fighting game community, Evo. Every year is the only time I really focus for a weekend on, on those kind of games and try to and just try to get familiar with it and, and, and have fun watching it. It's always entertaining. And I never really realized, I never, you know, I'm glad there was a company that saw the opportunity of um, announcing something during its, its event, this event, you know, using it as a, as, a, as a platform just to reach out their audience and, and, and hype up around the game. That's smart. Yeah. Have we reached the sort of peak saturation of nerdum where, like somebody like Jetta from Darkstalkers, which if if I remember correctly was not like a huge massive thing in the video games industry, but now it has so many like weird cult sub fans mm-hmm. that people freak out over it, and, and it's just like it just feels like 
as long as you pick something that is relatively obscure that you will instantly trigger a rabid section of your fan base, no matter what mm-hmm. it is now. It almost, mm-hmm. it feels like none of it has meaning anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I guess that makes sense. It's, it's like how people are freaking out over Squirrel Girl and Marvel. And they're like, oh my God, Squirrel Girl, I love her. And it's like, I don't, I don't ever think she how was meant to How deep be. down the Marvel bench do you, I was complaining a couple of weeks back on this podcast that I was getting Gorilla Grodd in Injustice. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're pulling out Jetta and Squirrel Girl? Yeah, well, Gorilla Grodd is actually, like, a main character in the Flash storyline. <laughs> okay, still, it's the Flash, guys. Okay? I'm not saying... Who is that, that guy anyway? Exactly. The <laughs> we didn't see him sucks. go. He just flashed around, okay? We didn't see him go and co- come and go. Okay? Here's the thing. Remember, just in case, just in case you forgot, the Flash isn't faster than Superman. So what the f- is the point of the Flash? flash. <laughs> you know, Superman's my least favorite superhero. Right, because Superman can do everything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Superman, OP. by some definitions, is a <laughs> Superman OP. Superman's OP, please. I only play Superman. Superman OP. Please, um, balance, balance, please. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I I don't have too many news topics this week, so I'm just gonna jump off the back of that and say that uh, on Friday. Um, my colleague Mark Ryan at IGN had told me uh, Evo was happening. We put it on the main monitors in our little section, and I watched a ton of Evo on Friday. Nice. And it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it's more, a lot of fun. The more yeah. I know about you, the more I know about your work, Ryan, the more I am full of jealousy and anger. I think the nice thing about Evo is anybody can make it to top eight. So it's not an invitation. Yeah, one of the best Japanese players like went into the loser bracket immediately. Yeah, and it's anybody can get knocked out. It's a basic free for all, and like relatives, un, relative like unknowns can just come up and just upset like an entire like an entire event. Like we think this person's gonna win, and oh, who the hell is this guy? He's just upsetting everything and everybody. And I think that is what makes Evo one such a fun event to watch and also why it keeps growing because there's so many games. There's something for everyone. And it's just, I don't know, it's just exciting. Like just watching it is exciting. You're like, what's happening? I don't, it's like watching boxing. Hey, you know what I like too? I just noticed now we're we're recording this on Sunday, like I said, Sunday night. The the <clears throat> Wii U uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee uh, just ended, and we have an American winner. And I, f- I don't know his name, but what I do like is that I see a lot US more players man. going back with US the man. playing with the classic controller. This guy walks out with a white. Wii U classic control that you can, you know, not the fancy, uh, um, the fancy uh, pad, uh, big fighting game pad uh, that you see and, and that makes you look legit. I don't know. It feels it feels a bit more intimate when you see them just playing with the regular controller than anybody can use. Plus, does anybody make a fighting pad for Wii U or do they allow fighting pads on Wii U? And they I always think allow there's both. going They'll to be one. There's half and half too. I mean, I don't know yeah. for Wii U, but there's always half and half. At least in Street Fighter, I know for a fact they there's always half and half controller and and and, and game pads. But um, like, should, what is it like game fight stick pad. or is it F- what, fight stick? 
Yeah, fight stick. Fight stick. Um, when I see Evo, it makes me want to buy a fight stick, and then I have that second realization of like, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I know. It's like we have, now that I got Arya that, that Panthera uh, stick, He's he already has a Panthera. He's got the Hori and the Mad Cats. So this would be our fourth fight stick. Uh-huh. There's only like, two of you, Sandy. I know. Only, it's, two, only two of you. Stop. Only two hands. The please one, stop. the one that he, the, he wanted had like the really cool Akuma Ryu artwork. So you know that's a thing. Oh, that's that's and, the, uh, the for out of, if I got a fight stick, I would want it all black or all white. That's it. You can customize it. You can put your own design on it. Black on black on black. I, w- I want to take the design off of it. <laughs> no, it's the same. For, I mean, I'm with you on that, uh, Ryan, 100%. If I'm getting one of those um, custom controllers, the you know the fancy ones that we, I'm forgetting the name of, um, oh, yeah, the control the freak. Like the skins. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The control freak with the skins, I would go all black, everything, dude. And it, yeah. it would look like the original PS4 controller, but it would actually be augmented if you take a close look. Right. But, um, hey, I mean, it's this, this is all great. And I want to also mention another event that uh, Sandy didn't mention uh, for this weekend, this big eSports weekend, um, which is the Overwatch World Cup that started its first group stage weekend in Shanghai. And uh, we, we got out with two. We got out with our first two countries that are going to make it to BlizzCon. And I'm proud to announce that. Well, first, congratulations to China. Um, big favorite in their group with, I think they were with Hong Kong, if I remember correctly. Yannick, I think it's they pronounced China. 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 They were Romania, China, and, huh, what is the, the maybe Thailand? I can't remember. Um, and then on the other group, um, Denmark, Argentina, and I, no, and Thailand was in the, in the group with France, where France uh, finished uh, first Norway with what was in finished second in a group of China and uh, and was beaten by France uh, in the playoffs uh, and so France advanced to BlizzCon uh, as, Vive well, la France! As, as well as China so that was the that's your winner of the weekend and in two weeks we get a new um, a new weekend of a watch World Cup with a, a new set of eight countries uh, for group C and D and they're gonna have that happening in Katowice I think in um, in cool. Eastern Europe I forgot the country but Katowice is a big big esports uh, esports uh, city that's where yeah. they have a, an annual uh, um, Counter-Strike tournament over there and um, and yeah super excited but one piece of news as it is also the week of Bastille Day and uh I have to represent a little bit. I'm also. I also want to do a big shout out. I always see my country left behind on a lot of on a lot of modern technology stuff, uh, and this is a small thing. But even the the French ESPN, uh, as reported on the French team of Overwatch, um, they have um, they have a, a Twitter account for the for the French team on Overwatch called I love the handle. It's called at avec le six, le, 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 le six, which is with with the six, and so there is a hashtag with with the six, um, set in French that is uh, populating Twitter over the weekend. Uh, even the president Macron, he's everywhere. Everywhere he has to be cool at, he's here. Uh, following this account, um, the team got an official support from the minister, from the like secretary of sports and secretary of like numeric technologies and stuff. 
they got an official letter from there and you know i just see a nice. great i've never really been um seeing that ma that much support and i wasn't really expecting the world cup this year uh to be a big thing or anything i was just like oh this is going to be one of those invitational tournament that uh is going to have its prime at, at blizzcon but no i mean this is like the first start and and seeing this from my country makes me care uh a little bit more than i wanted to and uh and i see a, it's it's all good vibes around that and i'm and 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 i'm all for good vibes if you want to check the vods of the this weekend's game you can go to the official play overwatch twitch channel And you'll find all the all the vods that you can catch up on all the games uh, that happened over the over the three days from uh, same thing than Evo from the 14th to the 16th. Cool. Yeah, big big shout out out there. Um, it was it was a, it was a fun tournament, a lot of unbalanced game, but uh, I can't wait to be with you guys at BlizzCon and we can watch. We it can live. root you know, for France, definitely over China. Well, America is going to be there too. I think they're. We'll be chanting USA, or, USA. Yeah, well, well, we can root for USA and for France. I think. And France no, is can. mostly. There's room for two in my heart. No, France isn't. is mostly composed of of guys that are in the in the Rogue team. If people know about the Overwatch competitive scene, uh, after the Korean team, there is the Team Rogue, which is composed. Uh, Um, of a lot of French dudes, and uh, so that's why they compare the French team pretty much being, uh, with one or two people missing, uh, pretty much being the team rogue. Um, hmm. So, interesting cool. stuff, and uh, and I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to be at BlizzCon and see those guys, see them live, and, and shout for them. I was surprised. I think I've said before that I think that Overwatch, to me, is an extremely digestible and watchable esport especially in comparison to the mobas of the day mm -hmm. and yeah yeah i could see that yeah i mean i think that like what's happening in dota at any given point to somebody who just like catches a minute of it on tv is confusing whereas like if someone is in a bar and they look up and they see overwatch happening they might kind of Un they'll, first of all, they'll understand it's a video game right away because <laughs> it's like first-person shooter is flat out the most popular genre. Uh, right. And then secondly, I think they'll kind of understand like someone got shot, they are dead. You know, <laughs> like that is even more digestible. And I, I was really shocked to I all of Friday we spent watching the Street Fighter tournaments in Evo. I think Street Fighter is an incredibly fun to watch esport mm -hmm. and i think with like I'm, really good casting yeah and and i think that's what what that's what they it's had racist they have, as hell it is racist as hell. <laughs> well, uh, it's got it's got the casting and the personalities so you also invest in people uh so there's a, a game king of fighters that is actually really popular in oh, latin yeah. america mexican make it to the finals and he almost won And what's really nice about that is that you don't really see a lot of Latin American countries kind of making it into the esports scene. Um, you hear a lot of a lot of not so pleasant stuff if you play competitive games online. But when you see them in this competitive scene, mm. it makes you want to like root for them. And like a part of me was just like, I just want him to win because he's come so far and he's the underdog. And like you invest into the story, you invest into the person, and. Like, when they don't win or when they do win, yeah. you feel those feelings. 
And it's very gratifying. Well, that was the other thing, too, right? Is it's easier behind the scenes as well. If, like, it's not a team of people, it's an individual, right? So it's like tennis or golf in it that you can be a fan of a person. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I think that, like, people do have exact allegories for fighting games. They have UFC, they have boxing, and they kind of understand hey, when one bar, when one guy hits enough so that the bar runs out, like he wins and i there were so many matches that came down to both people having no life this past weekend and just somebody getting in that last hit and every time i was just like oh this is amazing but outside of that i you know as um uh, like I was talking about Mark Ryan earlier, he is a huge, huge, huge uh, FGC fan, and he's a big Street Fighter fan, and he's been um, telling me about Street Fighter or teaching me, I guess, about Street Fighter, different things like uh, watching the animations, and he was explaining that like when some kid went and looked on his phone, that he was count, he was looking up frame data, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this stuff is really, really, it's really intense. Uh, you know, I'm really interested in. Um, Smash coming to the Switch at some point. I mean, everybody is, but specifically for the purpose of currently at Evo, I imagine it's difficult for a ton of people to kind of stay warm while they're waiting for their chance to get on stage. and Keep them warmed up. Yeah, I was going to say with a Switch, you could literally be like playing a match as you're waiting for your match to start um, with some level of reliability, I imagine, so... Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm going to say that's super controversial is I think Smash Melee needs to get dropped from Evo. Mm-hmm. I agree Because that is the one fighting game where you don't have the opportunity as a, a newcomer to actually come in and play that. The Melee community has their gods in quotes of Melee, and they have the worst attitudes I do mm-hmm. not, like, I respect them for what they do, but there's nothing about them for me that's redeeming. So you're talking about the one on GameCube, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one right, be- right before this one. And yeah. it's just, Was like, anyone playing Smash 4 with a GameCube controller? I'm curious. Uh, yes. Okay. You can play them, like, you can use your own controller, so you can see a variety of controllers uh, being used but that's just like that's just the one game and that's the one community that i just don't like in all of fgc <laughs> okay it defeats the purpose i mean i guess you can make it uh, the fun part of it is knowing that friends are going there and uh we're about to uh have the street fighter final start but i know that on saturday morning a friend of mine uh, our friend of ours francie uh as like every year likes to be part of this tournament and participates in the in the very first uh, rounds of the group stage, and, and oh, you know hi, the dream, the dream is alive on a Friday Pools. night when she lands in Las Vegas and she thinks about the big stage. You know what I mean? The dream yeah. is alive when she shows up there. She's gonna be obviously having a lot of fun and and watching a lot of fighting uh, fighting games. But she has a, she has a chance to participate as well. So and then one day rip the dream. And then one yep. day, one hour, one minute. As long as you don't go zero and two, you're good. Yeah. She went, she went one and two. She said, but she this this year, but she had a ton of fun. And as always, a lot of it is like people, your friends. A lot of people are here to watch you. She streams, so they, she has people that uh, watch her every day uh, that she sees in life. So she has this 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 pressure on her back that she usually is not a, you know used to. 
And uh, that certainly is a different thing than just playing casually in your room online. Yeah. It's a different type of experience. I've done that myself for uh, soccer games, and I can tell you that you don't play the same from your home against your friends than in front yeah. of a crowd or in, you know totally against different. against yeah. A, yeah, against a stranger not. for sure. For yeah, sure. I love playing Injustice, but I don't want either of you to watch me play Injustice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. As a kind of uh, sad thing, I didn't want to do sad stuff at the end of the show, so let's get some sad <laughs> stuff out of the way now. Uh, Doctor Who's a girl. Just kidding. That's good news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a side thing. Doctor Who fans, Doctor Who's a girl. We're all m- most of us are pretty excited about it. Some people are assholes. Um, but the actual news that is sad that I want to talk about is George Romero. George A. George. I think Arthur Romero. Um, the creator of such legendary films as Night of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead and, you know, fill the in XYZ of, of the Dead um, passed away. He passed away apparently today. The news just just happened um, for us. We're recording on Sunday. And so you're not going to hear this till Wednesday, but I, I just thought like really it had a little bit been in science fiction as an oddity or in maybe comic books, uh, but nobody really did zombies the way Romero did zombies, which is to say to use zombies as a storytelling tool to explain human nature. Right? What will people do when their back is pushed all the way up against the wall? And the whole reason why we have both the comic, arguably, the comic book Walking Dead and the television Walking Dead is because of George Romero. The whole reason mm-hmm. you have, yeah. you know, 28 Days Later or Resident Evil, uh, this is all accredited to George Romero back in the 60s who fought tooth and nail to put a film with a black character as the lead, um, which was not popular in the 60s, into kind of this midnight movie rotation and essentially spawned a genre that is is maybe stronger than it's ever been. It's not only lasting, but zombies... I mean, there's you basically can't release a Call of Duty game without zombies at this right. point. Um, so I just wanted to open the floor and uh, to to you, Sandy and Yannick, um, who to maybe talk about a if you've seen any of the films, uh, what you think about those films, or if you have any favorites, or b let's talk about some great zombie video game memories or something like that. I, think I mean, there's I, just yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's just it's just a, there's something like so especially great about. I love horror movies, and I, I guess movies from like the seventies and the eighties can be like a little bit like cheesy. Um, yeah. my girlfriend kind doesn't like watching them at all. In, injected life into this whole like subculture of like zombies this could be you one day. And I also think like a zombie outbreak is the most likely apocalyptic thing that could happen to us. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I feel like a nuclear missile attack is up there for me as well, but <laughs> yeah, it's like the zombie apocalypse and a nuclear apocalypse all very likely to happen. 
Um, but just when you play a game and you kind of hear someone that's been mutated beyond belief. Yeah. And you're like, where is that sound coming from? And all of a sudden they're all around you. I think it's um, Left for Dead. When oh, you hear yeah. the witch singing. Mm-hmm. And the first time I was like, oh, she she sounds like a crying girl. And I was like, I have to go to that sound and I have to help, help. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because that's like my instinct is like I have I hear someone crying. Go do it. And then it's like, nope, she's a witch. She's crazy. She's going to kill you. And Which is a brilliant piece of design on, on Valve's part. It's too bad Valve doesn't make video games seemingly anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you... When you connected the, I connected the dots while you were talking about George Romero. Um, I mean, certainly, probably not his biggest film, but uh, one of those that really scared the shit out of me and impressed me in the way uh, the zombies were uh, animated and pictured and 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 put in perspective, uh, especially like this, give you this idea of post-apocalyptic horror. Uh, where you really like what's you know this thing can really happen uh land of the dead for me was a big a big shock in the yeah what really got me into zombies after this movie i was like i want more and then i eventually got the walking dead and and now i'm sick of it um but i also (laughs) had sometimes the the call of duty zombie modes that would give me chills and and give me good memories of a land of the dead kind of experience um no land of the dead for sure one of my best friend and friends got me into this thing i was uh, not into horror movies so it would never be my first First, um, my first idea to jump into a, a movie like this, but uh, his brother really wanted to watch it, so we're like, okay, I guess, yeah. and then it was just fantastic. And uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm fairly sure that that's the only movie of his that I that he directed uh, that I that I watched. But I, as you were talking about this news, I just connected the dots, and I was like, oh, it's George Romero that made Land of the Dead, that movie that freaked me out so much. Yeah, um, yeah, with John Leguizamo was yeah. it, it, it was weird. Like he definitely later in his career, you can tell that George like was not pulling in giant. He never was pulling in giant budget movies. His his movies were quote cult classics, um, yeah. which just kind of means they didn't make any money, right? That's, that's the definition of a cult classic. Is not a lot of people saw it, but a small group of people fell really deeply in love with them. And Land was one of his more modern incarnations i think it was like 2000 something right that it came it was out. 2005 and he was actually the biggest budget he had for a movie of, of this series he was between 15 it. and 15 and 19 million dollars and uh it it grossed around uh over 46 million dollars so definitely if worth you, the investment but if you haven't seen um I know a lot of people can't necessarily tolerate the 1960s rendition of anything, especially the original um, Night of the Living Dead is both in like mono sound and black and white, so it's pretty tough to watch. But uh, Tom Savini, who's a mostly a special effects makeup guy, um, was asked to direct a remake of the 1960s Night of the Living Dead for 1990. And that is actually kind of my Night of the Living Dead, which might be, you know, blasphemous to some people. Um, but Someone it, out there. It stars Tony Todd, who became, I think, the Candyman um, and and a few other people. But that is a really, if you haven't seen the 1990 Night of the Living Dead, which I'm sure is like 10 bucks on, on iTunes or whatever, I'm sure, or free on some streaming service, um, go check it out. But uh, as far as video games go... 
I mean, I remember for me going back and you know, actually, quick side note, we're all missing Game of Thrones. People are all watching Game of Thrones right now, and that show is basically also about zombies. But <laughs> all right, now all right, now back to the video game stuff. Uh Ice Zombies. Yeah, zombies, ice zombies. Um Resident Evil One was a was a game that had so much Night of the Living Dead and it, it was a spooky house and you know a group of people trying to survive it and uh surely i mean resident evil did go off into its crazy capcom thing where it eventually had to have like zombie dogs zombie birds zombie plants you know like too much but the core conceit of that game was great and i love the the dead rising series for this you know the Dead Rising series started in a mall, and it was a total tribute to Dawn of the Dead, which is a bunch of survivors trapped in a mall, and they, because it is the apocalypse, or, you know, what, like you had said, Yannick, uh, they can do whatever they want in the mall. They can, they, can, they can go into the food court. They can make themselves food. They can, like, go into the, you know, expensive clothing store and wear whatever they want, and also there's, like, this shielded reality of there are thousands of zombies that are interested in getting into this mall outside. Um, and yeah, if you haven't seen, uh, in order, I think the movies are night, dawn, day. They all have something to say about mankind. And, uh, and if you love any sort of video games with zombies in them, check out George Romero stuff. I think you'll really, really like it. Do it. Okay. It's going to be great. Awesome. I have some news for you guys, and um, I'm actually going to sneak a, a side news. As we were talking, there's apparently also Disney having a keynote of their own. And um, I just saw a tweet from uh, live from their conference where uh, you see uh, the Walt Disney Studios release schedule from 2017 to 2019. Uh, and and there's gonna be there's some great titles out here. Uh, there's gonna be a remastered Lion King, a remastered Dumbo, uh, a new Toy Story, uh, remastered Mulan, a Disney Tune, Mary Poppins, Incredibles 2, um, of course, um, all the Star Wars and the Star Wars story, and a new one coming up, of course. Thor, Ragnarok from Marvel, Black Panther from. Uh, Captain Marvel as well from that's for the Marvel Studios movies as well as some of Avengers and Ant-Man and, and the Wasp. Um, a Wrinkle in Time, which is a Disney, maybe a new franchise. I'm not sure. Um, I think anyway. it's a, a book that they have uh, rights to. Frozen 2. Uh, I mean, I'm just seeing like this really this, this big screen of uh, like logos of, of franchises of the disney uh, and mm. pixar pixar production um yeah disney also had their d23 event this weekend which is a fan it's event for disney <laughs> for fans sure um, it's packs for so disney. We're, we're getting more avengers more and more of all that don't worry about it um but my big i wasn't is, worried about it they are gonna hammer <laughs> that shit until we're I dead know. yeah they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> drink all remember the, a time when disney didn't own all the superheroes all of the star wars <laughs> like that is so nuts how much shit they own now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy. that's for sure and then the, the biggest news for me uh <clears throat> around Disney is that they announced um, it's a Polygon article that is um, 
relating that um, uh, Disney announced a Westworld-like uh, fully immersive Star Wars resort. And uh, for people that don't know uh, Westworld, and uh, if you don't, you should definitely get into this show. Uh, it's an HBO show um, where you pretty much be is become part uh, as you enter uh, this 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 uh, this kingdom of like fictional like fictional country uh, like so it's Western like real world. life Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, real life. Yeah, it's supposed to be a hundred percent fully immersive of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And it's and going have, to be at Walt Disney World. And you have, Which means there's going to be semi-sentient AI robots. And I want—I think that's going to be the future of amusement park, right? I mean, it's fully immersive. Uh, all the people that work there are going to be actors. All the people around there are going to make sure that you feel part of it. And uh, the chairman said, um, Bob Chapek, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, said that it's not, it, it doesn't exist today. And uh, I'm very excited to see that. Actually, Star Wars is probably the best franchise you could do do that on top of, and you know, except if you create a new, completely, you know, a new experience not related to a franchise. But if I had to choose a franchise, I would have loved to be love it to be Star Wars. So, can't wait, can't wait to see that happen. Um, and like I said, just like after experiencing um, Westworld, I was like, I, I want to do that. I want to. Yeah. And if it's and if it's Star Wars, they're gonna make you enter it. I was like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a Jedi? Do you, you know, they're probably gonna also put you in character. I hope, and and make you make That'd you participate ideal. into that. And I want to see an R two D two walk by me and just casually talking to me or casually ignoring me. That would be fun. That already happens. Walt <laughs> Disney World. But I think this is a very cool concept, and the execution of this should be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Disney does a lot of really cool stuff with their tech. So yeah. I think this is something Those that's going to be sold out. Are horrifying. And the goal is to not just have like an amusement park where you just browse through a few uh, amusements and a few, you know, snack snack and restaurants and stuff like that. It's just, it really is going to try from the minute you enter this experience to the minute you left is going to try to tell you a story. Um, through your journey, there's going to be points where it really is going to, uh, the story is going to culminate and some points where you're going to get to know about a little bit more about side stories. But uh, I, we do that in New York with, um, what is that, the, the um, interactive uh, theater a lot sleep no more sleep no more and uh, the other one what's called um oh the one that i went to i forgot in brooklyn anyway you kind of you enter Hamilton? this uh, this uh, psychiatric <laughs> pri- psych- psychiatric uh, hospital that i forgot the name of um but it's just you you're in character the second you step in and the second you 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 scan your phone you scan your ticket um it's a nurse that welcome you and put you into a room it's uh, Weird. one of those very immersive <laughs> cool. and very creepy experience that i if it's star wars i I'm, I'm totally totally getting there yeah i don't know about you guys but i think one of the things that's sorely lacking in mmos is they have like a lot of MMOs will split, do the World of Warcraft split, where they'll have, like, the PvP server. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the PvE server. Right. Mm-hmm. I would, once for I would, babies, once for people that are hardcore. <laughs> right. And there's no, no, no such thing as in between. But I am, you guys know me, I'm a ham, I'm a theatrical person, and I... One of the things that I find so appealing, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, one of the things oh, I find so appealing about Dungeons and Dragons and 
wish video games leaned into more, especially MMOs, is the idea of inhabiting a character, of being that character in that space rather than being yourself. Um, I would love to pretend to be a level 70 mage or whatever, you know, going into a theme park or, you know, you, it's funny because this is also going to break reality a little bit, which is like, yes, I went to the Star Wars land and I, I became a Jedi and I was looking for Sith. I knew they it's were hunting me cool, down. It's so pretty cool, though. And then I got a churro and took a poo inside of a cantina. Um, which are very clean. Uh, <laughs> which are very clean. I mean, like... Because people don't think about that, but because you build a Star Wars theme park, it means some people have to take a poo on Tatooine, and that's weird. (laughs) Is it? It's weird and it's awesome. You're like, oh my god. Uh, We have a a Disney campaign and my character. Oh. We have a campaign going, and my character is a half orc, and I kind of like mixed its story with like thrall but my character is also obsessed with getting the recipe for like these world famous jalapeno poppers oh this is this is like that's my mission in the the game (laughs) (laughs) taco is a character from the podcast the adventure zone where they play D D, and taco's whole thing is they i don't know if they figured it out yet in the fiction but at some point taco is going to invent a taco (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so but like but like they, they keep dropping in world things like there'll be a time where like taco realizes what cheese is you know like because they'll come into contact and so would you like to try or find cheese like oh what is this che- cheese oh, oh that's delicious. interesting <laughs> and so there's like slowly trickled out taco discovering all the ingredients first to make a taco then i'm sure it'll be a whole new thing to combine them uh, uh yeah i want to play i want to play at disney yeah. and i want to play yeah. uh, a jedi or, or a bounty hunter or something yeah. cool or, you can be whatever you want just Dungeons a scoundrel i'm a scoundrel speaking of super nerdy things san diego mm. comic-con is this week I have a love-hate relationship with San Diego Comic-Con. Oh. Because I love all the cool stuff that's announced, mostly TVs and movies. Yeah. I hate the convention exclusives because that means I cannot get my hands on them, and that makes me sad. I'm surprised Doctor Who didn't do their reveal at Comic-Con for the new Doctor, as opposed to um, just do it like a couple days before. I don't know. People are weird. People are weird. Uh, but Blizzard always has a booth at the San Diego Comic-Con, which makes sense. They're in Irvine. It's right there. It's not that hard for them to do that. But they don't have any San Diego exclusive items. They're now convention exclusives. So if Blizzard is at an event... You can get these items. And I'm like, yes, that means I can get them at BlizzCon. Because otherwise I'll be sad. I think and we'll get some good stuff at BlizzCon. Aren't oh, we I want exclusive. Now that I'm going, now that I'm going, I want, I want like exclusive swags, exclusive content for me. I mean, kidding? we're getting, we all get a swag bag with the ticket, right? Yeah, we all get a swag bag. You yeah. can't really like. I forgot about the swag bag. Holy shit. 
<laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. These these things. And are you're also going to get a bunch of digital stuff too. You're going to get like portraits and sprays and all that good stuff. Spray mm-hmm. me. Spray me. With all this. With all the. La 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 la. Spray me. <laughs> uh, lol. They had posters. They had a whole bunch of other stuff. What I'm most excited for, okay, guys, okay, is the colossal Arthas. So, Who's I guess, yeah. I, well, it's like it's a Cupid deadly figure, and no one on the podcast is going to be able to see this. But can you guys see this? I'll describe it to them as you bring it into frame. It looks like well, a gray. Like, blo- Stop moving it around so much, Jesus. I know. Jesus Christ, fucking, we do Jesus. TV now. Look, is okay. this how the YouTubers do it, like this? There's a brown, uh, he's brown? No, it's And he's got gray. a sword. Well, it's brown it's in your lighting. Um, he's got a blue thing. Oh, it's Arthas from World of Warcraft. Yes, it's Arthas. He's so about four thing... inches tall. He is wearing his, uh, he looks very mean, but very small and short, and his head is larger than it's supposed to be, as well as his yeah. shoulders. It's, yeah. always, it's always a fancy hipster toy when the head is bigger than the body. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to make one of those that's like four times the size of that little thing, and I'm so excited. Hey, for real, though, I mean, honestly, I've, I was like kind of like whatever about those... Uh, about this news, not not to discredit, because you do love goodies, you do love exclusive toys and, toys. and posters, but hey, yeah. the new era hat, the Overwatch new era hat, actually looking good. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like having I mean, like my huge collection of new era hat, but but this one I kind of dig. It's you know makes me want to wear it at work and represent the Overwatch flag and everything. I don't know if you see it from 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 from, from our article, but it's it's really cute. So hopefully we can find it at the at BlizzCon as well. Hopefully they'll have it over there. You yeah, can some get of the stuff at, will be at the uh, Blizzard at Store too, also. right? Hmm? The Overwatch New Era hat. I think you can only have it at the at the. They SDCC? only have it like a Blizzard exclusive, like at Comic at Comic Con and like physical convention you have to attend to. No, yeah, these are the. Uh, no, it will be online. Guys, why are we doing so many visual things on on the podcast this week? It will be, it's a, it's a Blizzard Gear Store exclusive. Oh yeah, hold on. Ryan has a question. Ryan has concerns about the show and (laughs) and the quality of its content. What is it? We're doing like visuals. Jesus. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. We're always We're doing worst. it. We're always prepared, okay? We're always talking about visual stuff. We're talking about video games in general. It's very visual. And also this week, you guys, last thing, I swear, Splatoon 2. All right, it all right, comes right. out on Friday. This is the end of the show. Have a good night, everyone. Just <laughs> no, we're not ending on Splatoon 2. No. We I'll talk about Destiny Splatoon 2 next beta. week once I have it. Exactly. And I'm going to talk about Destiny 2 beta once I play it next week. Uh, the beta is coming out this Wednesday, and I still have to pre-order it and preload it on my on my stupid PS4 that is dusty, and I haven't turned it on for a while. Uh, the close I'm going to tell you starting... something, Yannick. I yeah. redeemed my beta code on Xbox. Well, you know, oh. you're just probably going to be the only one logging in, which I think is going to be a good thing. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good thing Someone's for you because... trust testing the servers. It's um, me. Yeah, because the, the and Forbes is relating that on their website and um, the uh, Bungie on their uh, weekly update uh, warned us that 
this is a better build. And I don't know, I don't, I don't see a lot of game releasing a, a closed beta. Of course, a beta, we're expecting a beta to be a little bit clunky. We're expecting a beta to require some fixes. And that's why, you know, they ask us to play and give them some feedback. And I think a lot of people are probably expecting a little bit too much from this beta. But that's not really my point that I want to make here is that there's going to be a lot of people. I see a lot of uh, a lot of the communities that are right now on on shooters, on Overwatch, on on PUBG, uh, all around um, the, the the gaming community that are going to get a you know take a peek and look by the window and look at what this Destiny Two has in its uh, has in its engine. And Bungie is warning a lot of people, being like. Uh, you know, you might get a lot of networking error codes and you might get, you know, just they're going to do some testing of the server stability. Um, yeah. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying this is wrong. It should be done now rather than rather than later. Yeah, it's a, on, it's on an release actual day. true beta. It's right. Like. I'm just worried about the fact that they officially list, you know, some warnings for people. And I hope I hope not. But I, I'm expecting a little bit of a fuck up where we have a lot of networking related issues and where. The experience of gaming might not be that fluent, and uh, I don't play a lot of games in beta. And it's certainly the game that I've been the mostly, the most anticipating um, for a beta release, at least. And uh, and I hope, I hope that the networking, network troubleshooting will not be the thing that I'll be really good at playing Destiny. But I'd rather be <laughs> good at, I'd rather be good at shooting people in the game for yeah. for a few days. Who knows? But. Yeah, I'll have a few days before going to a weekend of, uh, in the Poconos, a weekend of, like, tubing and rafting. So, please, cool. Bungie, try to make this reli- reliable and try to make this experience a little okay. Um, yeah, a beta is a, it's such an interesting proposition at this point, right? Because yeah. uh, you have something like PUBG, which is a game that technically hasn't come out yet. It's an alpha. It's going right. to be stable in, 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 in October, but the game looks ready. I mean, credit to them. The, the stability of the network has been great. There's been some, there's some desync issue. I think that's what they're fighting against right now. But overall, I mean, people are enjoying the, the you know, it's most of the time in the top three, top four of the most, a game most viewed in, on Twitch at all times. So I don't know. It's, it doesn't look like yeah. an alpha to me. Right. It's one, it's one of those things where, I mean, we have... We all work at software companies. We can tell you that an alpha doesn't look anything like what the hell you're playing. No. Right? no and no, no, no. an alpha is like, yeah, 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 none of the words are right. And also it doesn't have any colors. You know, it's just like super, super basic. And a beta yeah. is like, okay, this thing is kind of working. It's still missing a bunch of stuff. But here you go. Uh, it's interesting. Last time I played a beta of Destiny, I bought Destiny. And it's because mm-hmm. it baited very, very... People uh, said let's, that. Let's call it what it is. It's early demos is, yeah. is the what these things are. They're not betas. Yeah. And based on the, the demo I played, the beta, it, I was tooling around Earth. I played the first few missions. I was mm-hmm. like, if this game is hundreds and hundreds of hours of this, I'm like way in. Like, I can't wait. It seems like it's going to be awesome. And what I ha- happened is, and year one Destiny players know this, is I was actually playing like 20% of the entire game. And that was shocking to me when I had bought the full thing. I was like, yeah. swim it. This is basically all Earth's gut. Uh, 
I, I was expecting it to be a little bit more Earth-sized. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, especially thinking about how big Bungie builds levels and stuff with Halo and all that stuff. But we'll, we'll mm-hmm. go back to... Uh, I... I, I I think Bungie's also in a unique problem where there is going to be as popular as PUBG is, 4 million copies sold or whatever. I think Bungie is going to have way more people trying to play Destiny than PUBG has ever had active simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And so we can say, like, oh, well, PUBG's stable, or oh, like, such and such game is stable. It's like, yeah, not at this scale mm-hmm. and with these mechanics. And I mean, a shooter with. Uh, what has to be essentially no lag to be playable, right? Or very minimal network lag. Uh, it's in a really tough position, but I, I think Bungie is going to do it. I don't, I don't have the doubt that you've got right now. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I have, I have, I have faith. I just, I guess I'm just trying to be protective and I'm just hoping for the best for them because, um, there, there, you know, there's a lot of anticipation and, uh, and I think I'm afraid that there's a little bit, uh, too much um, overwhelming expectation. I don't. I don't. I don't think people realize that they're still not gonna get the MMO they're thinking about. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know. This is more destiny. Uh, this is not world of Warcraft. The, yeah. Hopefully they can really uh, be transparent about the package they're delivering and that they're delivering well, and that everybody, at least everybody, um, can have fun playing this game. Uh, over the course of the year because that's what they wanted you to do as well is not just come and play on september 6th finish the game and put it at, put it down yeah. uh they want you to do the same thing that we've been doing with overwatch is uh come back and play and forever keep playing yeah <laughs> it's what playing. everybody wants <laughs> keep playing you do these days every game wants you to play forever all right let's see here before we get out of here i've got um a letter here from a fan Ooh, a oh no way Written this paper letter here love it paper did you print it out? Paper anymore. I printed it out on my non-existent oh, printer. Oh my god! I thought, <laughs> I, thought he, I thought I thought we got a real mail. Oh, oh shut up! Shut up! This is a bit. Shut up! <laughs> Everybody, shut up! It says you can get every episode of Pixels Weekly for free at pixelsweekly.com. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at pixelscast and on Instagram. At Pixels Weekly, and I think we're on Facebook as Pixels Weekly too, aren't we, Sandy? Isn't that correct? We are. That was a bad joke. Okay, I really thought we had attention. <laughs> I really don't like that. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you something? That was I, good. Uh, true talk for a second. As as I've been doing this, you know, this other podcast with Ryan Heyman, uh, playwright, that we ask people to write in every week, and that is so scary to like. When you have such a small audience, because we just started, right? Yeah. And then asking people to write in, and you're just like hoping, like, oh, please, somebody write in. But sure enough, every week somebody has written in. So, listeners of Pixels Weekly, why don't you go to pixelsweekly.com, go to the write in the show, just click on write, and and hey, send us a letter. We're going to read it, even if it's weird. Tell us what you think of Evo. Tell us what you think of George Romero. Tell us what you think of Destiny 2. And tell us what you think of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Winter is here, people. Winter's here, bitches. That's their new tagline. Can't wait to feel cold. (laughs) It's winter, y'all. Get your hats on. (laughs) Get them all. Jon Snow, what are you doing without a hat? Put on a hat. Even you, Mario, put it back on. I know you can You're going to freeze to death, Sam. (laughs) <laughs> okay. 
Carl and Coral over there. Coral, you gonna freeze to death, Coral? All right, that does it for us. <laughs> this week on Pixels Weekly, <laughs> and until next time. Au revoir. Adios. We'll see you next week. 